Welcome back to another episode of Iconoclast Tribe. This is David Abaddon, and with me today is Neil Martin, and we are discussing Word of Truth. And this is going to fall into the category where hopefully you've heard the other episodes of the origin of that word iconoclast. If not, go back and listen to it. This will make a lot more sense. But we're really looking at taking the skin off of a lot of religious ideas and breaking it down to expose where a person's freedom was somewhat taken, although it still exists within them. Neil, do you have any insight on that? I think one of the things I want to say on that straight off the bat is like the importance of being true to yourself. You know, we, we touched on it in one of the previous episodes, but the idea of walking around with a mask on and like, well, let me put it this way. I used to be the guy that spent money I didn't have on things I couldn't afford to impress people I didn't like. In other words, I was trying to fit into our societal norms that said, okay, be this guy, do this thing, show up this way and people will love you. And what I didn't realize is that actually people love you for being who you are, not for being who you pretend to be. And so I spent all this time trying to be something I wasn't to try and feel something that I wasn't feeling. And it was only when I gave up on that and surrendered to who I truly was that those feelings I wanted all along started to actually show up and manifest in my life. And I mean, a lot of people talk about, you know, when you're doing things in social media or online or on a podcast, like the two topics to stay away from are what? It's like a dinner party, right? You stay away from politics and religion. And what are we talking about? Well, at least one of those two things <laughs> right here. But the thing for me is this. I believe in the God of my understanding. And I've had interesting discussions with some friends of mine who are like, no, no, you have to pick one. And I'm like, what do you mean you have to pick one? They're like, well, you know, are you Catholic? Are you Jewish? Are you Muslim? It's like, you have to pick one and then you get the rules. And I'm like, yeah, that's not the kind of God I believe in. I believe there's something, somebody said something really profound to me once and it stuck with me. They said, there's only two things you need to know about God. There is one and it's not you. Well said. And that stuck with me. You know, because it's like, I believe there's something bigger than me because I didn't create everything that's in this universe. I also know I can't control everything that's in this universe. And there's lots of things that are out of my control. I have to play my part in life, but that's it. And I have to play my part by showing up as me and being true to who I am. And sometimes that can be hard and it involves difficult decisions. And, you know, those decisions can have interesting or negative consequences or whatever but i have to stay true to me at all times if i stay true to somebody else's belief as to who i'm supposed to be i'm probably never going to get peace of mind and i actually think that you know so many people talk about how do we find success how do we find success how do we find success well success for me can be summed up in one word now again i haven't always been in that place there's a friend of mine uh, a woman called leela singh um she wrote a great book a few years back uh, called Success Redefined, and I'm quoted in that book, okay? She asked me for my definition of success. She asked me and a whole bunch of other people who, you know, had gained a following online and, you know, on stage and whatever else to give her a definition of success. I can't tell you what I said, but I can tell you it was at least a paragraph or two. If she was rewriting that book now and she asked me the same thing, I'd give her one word. What would that word be? Serenity. To me, success is peace of mind. That's it. 
It's that feeling of serenity. That is success. If you can put your head on a pillow at the end of the day and go, I'm okay with myself, you're successful. If you're constantly chasing something, whatever the something is, and you never, ever feel like you get there, how can you call that successful? So it doesn't matter what you accumulate, what you gain externally. If you're not cool with who you are internally and you're not true to yourself, you're not successful, in my opinion. But I also recognize that's just my opinion and everybody else is entitled to a completely different one. And everyone else takes it. That's the difference between someone who's wrapped up in dogma and someone who's just being themselves. Let's, this is a great kicking off point. for um, In 1 Samuel 17, we'll go to a story here. I'm not reading out of the Bible. Um, this is just out of years of, of being in that, you know, being in the Bible. But David comes to the camp of, of King Saul and Goliath is confronting the Israeli army every morning and then again every evening. And this goes on for 40 days. And he comes out and he says the same thing. He goes, send me one guy. We'll fight. Not the whole armies. We'll fight. Whoever wins, the other army, the other nation becomes slave to the winner's nation. So David shows up at this camp. He's not been living there, but he comes down to bring some supplies to his brothers. And he hears this going on. And so he's, he starts to say, hey, I'll kill this giant. And word gets to King Saul, and David's brought before King Saul. And King Saul, the very first thing he says, oh, you can't be yourself. He's, what, what he really said was he said, this guy's been fighting since he was a youth. And he's a champion. He's a killer. And you are just a youth. So basically, hey, better wake up here. There is no chance you have. And David wouldn't change his mind. So King Saul said, okay, if you're going out there to fight him, let me put you in my armor. Oh, here we go. Doesn't that sound like marketing? You need to look like me. I'll put you in my armor. I'll strap my sword on you. And it said, David put him on and tried walking around. He goes, this isn't going to work. He goes, I'm not used to him. They don't fit. And he took it off. He says, no, I'm going out there as me. And he just took his shepherd's staff and his sling. But that's that very thing right there. If he would have listened to Saul and he would have went out to face Goliath wearing Saul's armor, we'd have a whole different story around the narrative of David and Goliath. Because he would have tried, just like you were saying, you know, here I am, I'm doing everything I can to look like I'm dressed like a king. I'm out here doing a king's job. You know, why wasn't Saul out there fighting? He's the leader of the nation. No, he's sitting back under his tent going, wish somebody would do something. Mm-hmm. But the whole thing comes back to what you said, not being yourself. Absolutely. Well, and it's also, I mean, if we bring this up into like a more of a, a, a modern day context, yeah, how many people are there out there that go, okay, I want to be, for example, I want to be a rap star. So what do they do? They look at rap videos, they see how all the rappers are dressed in all the rap videos, and they start dressing like those rappers in those rap videos because they want to be a rap star, or they want to be associated with that style of music, right? Right. Same thing, somebody goes, okay, I want to be in a rock band. So they look at all the clothes that all the rock bands are wearing. They look at how they're dressing, they look at the cars they drive, they look at all the things they do, and they go, I'm going to do that, because then that will make me someone that's suitable to be in a rock band. But you look at the, the people that have changed the face of music, 
and most of them don't fit in. Right. Well, this, the people who change the face of the, the earth... Don't fit in. Right. They're usually poets and musicians. And I, I've, got a, I've actually got a very strong view on this, okay? Um, and it goes back to like looking at words and looking at the play on words. So many people try so hard to fit in. Like, I've done it myself. Right, so I'm not saying it is like a judgment that hey, you shouldn't do this, and there's something wrong with you if you try and fit in. I spent probably the first thirty-seven, thirty-eight years of my life desperately trying to fit in with other people, but I also wanted to be outstanding. I wanted to be a perfectionist. I wanted to be the best, and everything I did, I want to be outstanding. Well, look at that word, outstanding. It doesn't say in fitting; it says outstanding. As in, if you want to be outstanding, you'll be prepared to stand out. You'll be prepared to do something different and show up as yourself rather than just being one of the sheep that fits in with everybody else. And, you know, taking that example you gave there, hey, put my armor on and become me and that's how you win. No, you will never, ever win anything when you're not being authentically you. Because even if you do win, you won't feel like you've won. You feel like somebody else won and you were walking in their shoes for a day. You know, when David went out to face Goliath, he went on his own terms. He went out in the same method that he used day in, day out as a shepherd. And he ended up defeating Goliath. But the funny thing was, Goliath wasn't his enemy. I mean, technically, yes, he was, because Goliath was there against all of Israel, and David was an Israelite. But technically... David wasn't in the army. David was a shepherd boy bringing food to his brothers and just seeing how they were according to what his father sent him to do. But yet David, David comes and fights the giant that is opposing everybody else and nobody's doing anything about it. And, I mean, allegorically we could look and go, okay, who are, who are the Davids? Yep. Who are the ones who say, you know, this isn't cool. Why is everybody just putting their head in the sand and just going along with? David comes in and he's like, no, I, I refuse to cow down to this thing. And then not, what's interesting, Neil, is if you read in the scriptures after David kills Goliath, then you go on into 2 Samuel and you start looking. Five of David's, well, one of them was the brother, but five other Israelites killed giants who related to Goliath. David didn't. David killed the first, but it's like Roger Bannister setting the, that four-minute mile mark. And then all of a sudden, it, more people started doing it. Yep, John before, Landy in almost no time at all, right? Yeah, but before that, it couldn't be done. You, nobody can kill Goliath, but David killed Goliath, and all of a sudden, Benaniah kills a giant and, and several others. And so you can go find that. What happened? They said they saw that it was okay not to believe what everybody else is saying. And that's where the iconoclast tribe comes in. Just because everybody else is saying it doesn't mean I have to believe it. Nor do I have to go along with it. Because that might be their story, but it's not my story. That might be their icon, but it's not mine. And then when they've tried to set it up in my house, I'm going to shatter the thing. Because it's about freedom. Freedom of being true to who you are because what people fail to realize is each one of us 
are born with an inherent personality and and gifts and talents that make us you know we we all talk about our fingerprints and and you said you wanted to be you want to fit in but you want to be outstanding and I think you and I were having a conversation a, a couple months ago. I, I think it was you. Where we were talking about, I want to be uniquely like everybody else. Yeah. Everybody wants to be, I want to be unique. But I want to look and dress and, and so that I'm just like you. And it's like, that. that's an oxymoron. It doesn't work. Yep. You, you can't. Yeah, totally. Totally. And we live in a world increasingly where yeah, everything is branded. Which means we're becoming branded i grew up on a farm and even when i was in the military they they stationed me out in montana our radar site was basically out in where they have all these cattle and they still brand them to this day and i actually got to see part of that and it's not the people branding are the ones that are okay with it the one getting branded is not too happy about it, but we don't we don't see it in that light. But really, that's what's going on: is we're having a searing hot iron burnt into our consciousness of I have to wear this mark, whether it's religious or it's it's clothing or any of the other things we've already discussed. And so, if I'm branded, who am I branded by? I'm branded by the rancher who owns me. And so guess what? My uniqueness isn't unique anymore. I'm just one more in the herd, and we all got the same mark on our butt. Do you know what? I think that's a good place to wrap this one up. Absolutely. So here's the question. If you're listening to this, are you one more in the herd, or are you, um, are you unique? And if you're unique, we'd love to hear your feedback. We'd love you to leave us a five-star review and tell us what you think of this podcast so far. Just jump on iTunes and do that. I, I know iTunes is a brand in itself, right? So there's a little, there's a little <laughs> bit of an oxymoron in what I'm saying. But you know, jump on iTunes, leave us a review, and we'd love to hear from you. And we'll see you on the next episode. Start a stampede.